Are you aware of one of the least safe places in your entire home, especially if it happens to be detached from your home? That's correct. It's your garage. And as a result, most people know not to keep very important things there outside of your vehicle, which can be locked and needs a key to drive away. Most people also know to lock that door coming into your home. So pro tip in case you did not know that. Well, while today's episode is going to be fun, I want to make a clear distinction today. I'm not stating that it's an apples to apples comparison of Donald Trump to Joe Biden. To, to say that I don't believe would be intellectually honest with my audience. That stated, there is no way Trump's getting indicted now. So if you're a Trump fan, you should be partying in the streets. Biden just did you a huge solid. We're going to talk about it. So sit back, grab yourself a cup of coffee or whatever it is that you're into. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. America Emboldened. Great, I feel emboldened. You don't know the founding fathers. You don't know what they did. You don't know what they sacrificed. We have lost touch with the principles in the Constitution. Nobody's read the Declaration of Independence. You are voting for socialism, and you got what you voted for. Welcome, bold Americans, to another episode. I cannot believe we've made it to the end of the week. It's Friday. Thanks for sticking in there. We've had a great week of shows here on the America Out Loud Network, and we're going to end strong today. I absolutely promise. If you have not heard the news, I already covered earlier this week when Joe Biden had classified and top secret documents found at the Penn Biden Center. Well, guess what? In his Wilmington, Delaware home, they went on an investigation to see if there were any other documents. And alongside his Corvette, in his garage, which as he told Peter Ducey, which we'll hear in a few moments, it was locked. Inside his garage was just a few boxes with top secret classified information. This is comical on so many levels. Attorney uh, General Merrick Garland has already stated he has appointed a special counsel now to investigate the discovery of these classified government records at the private home and office of President Joe Biden. Now, just 24 hours ago, people were saying, but you know what? This was at Joe Biden's major office. He didn't take it to his home like he like like Donald Trump did. Well, guess what? Joe Biden did take him to his home. And guess what? Joe Biden was not president. He was vice president, which means he does not have all the same protections. Now, as I said at the top of the show, this is not an apples to apples conversation. And the reason I state that is if we want to have intellectual honesty in this, we want to be able to have this conversation with a way that people understand it and they want to learn more. We need to educate that Donald Trump's documents had been requested. There were documents that they knew were missing and he failed to provide them. And so that is the result of why there was eventually a raid. Now, you can say that that could have been handled a lot differently. I would agree with that statement. However, that all stated, that is the reason why he was raided. Biden, however, this was attorneys, or this is what we're told. This is what's alleged so far in the reports. There were attorneys that discovered these documents in his office and now in his private home. The reason why it's not apples to apples is because no one was requesting these files. No one noticed that these files were missing. Had they noticed, and had this been a larger story, 
you know, I, I think that we'd have much different headlines right now. So that's, that's the, uh, comparison and contrast so far on this entire, uh, debacle that's going on. Now, the big winner today is Donald Trump and his legal team, because if Garland has appointed a special counsel to investigate Joe Biden, there is no way, no way that Trump is going to be indicted on similar charges. There's enough similarity that he's going to just have to walk this back. And uh, (laughs) this is just comical news. And I was thinking about the statement of Peter Ducey. One of the most shocking, appalling, and idiotic responses that Joe Biden could have given back, that it was locked in his garage with his Corvette, and that's supposed to be great for our top secret records. At least when they went down the Mar-a-Lago, they found that these things were locked basically in a safe in, in a room that was vaulted, that this was not just laying around in Donald Trump's garage, right? What a horrible answer from Joe Biden here. So I decided to think about this garage situation that he had and write a song about it. There was a 1992 album, I believe it was. It was Weezer's The Blue Album. Now, if you haven't realized this, I'm a Gen Xer born uh, in 1970s, the late 1970s. And as a result, uh, you know, that whole grunge movement, um, the nerd punk rock or nerd pop rock like Weezer. I was big into it, but they had this song called in the garage. And I started to rethink this song for my listening audience. And you're going to hear a different side of me right now. And so I'm going to take you to uh, Peter Ducey's interview with Joe Biden. And then we actually have audio of what was going on in Joe Biden's mind while Peter Ducey was asking the question. And I want you to hear it. Classified material next to your Corvette. What were you thinking? I've got a Corvette 69. I've got a garage that locks fine, Peter. I've got some secret docs, classified files too, waiting there for me. Yes, I do. I do. I've got some boxes on my floor My favorite things in this one I've got Burisma Ukrainian funds for me Waiting there for my friends I do I do In the garage They lay safe No one knows about my ways In the garage where they belonged No one saw friends read along In my garage Give me a break, man! Uh, I'm going to get a chance to speak on all this, God willing, soon. But as I said earlier this week, people, and by the way, my Corvette's in a locked garage. Okay, his Corvette's locked in a garage. That's awesome. Right alongside the nation's top secret documents and classified files. (laughs) Who knows what foreign country secrets we had alongside your Corvette. That, That is absolutely wonderful, Joe. What a horrible answer. There's a photo, too, of boxes behind his Corvette. And it's not 
really clear whether this is from another date or this was when they went there. I believe it's from another date, but you can't help but just see the state of the garage. And I just thought of my parents. I was like, this is like, and Joe Biden, and my parents are like the same age, but I'm thinking this is like my dad being like, oh, these, these documents look kind of important, I guess. I'm just going to put these over here. And then six years later, he forgot the boxes over there and just sitting there. Uh, that sounds like something that my parents would uh, kind of collect and put over off to the side. It's like, hey, these are the mementos from the White House that are a little bit important. Except these are top secret classified documents that just got left next to a Corvette. That is some general laziness and malfeasance if I've ever heard of any. But that's not the biggest part of this entire story. The biggest part of the entire story is the timeline. So the timeline's now coming out about when they discovered that there were classified files and top secret files located at the Penn Biden office. This was apparently, according to reports from CNBC and other sources, found on November 2nd by lawyers of the president. This is an office that he had used when he was a private citizen from 2017 until 2021. Why does that matter? That matters because it's quite possible that some of those records made it over to that office time after he got out of office, meaning he didn't just leave the White House and take the files over there. He left the White House and it's possible that like months later, those files went to that office. Why? What's in the files? I think that's important, right? And that's not for you and I to... to debate over right now. We'll, we'll get the discovery of it eventually. But do you guys remember what we had in November? That's right. We had an election. We had an election this past November. Now, if you have uh, a story that's one of the biggest stories, according to the liberals of 2022, Trump Mar-a-Lago and Trump Mar-a-Lago comes out and they're saying, oh, he's going to get arrested. He's going to get indicted. Um, charges are finally coming. He's really screwed up. And on November 2nd, you find out that the president of the United States, when he was vice president, took files that were classified top secret or staff packed files. And it went to his office a little time later. And they were held there this entire time. Why is it by November 8th, we didn't have this news? Why is it that we didn't have balance in reporting. Where were the reports, the way that Mar-a-Lago was covered? Where was the coverage for Biden? Where's the equal treatment? Well, you know, that's because in the media, there's no such thing as equal treatment right now. It's whomever they're currently in bed with. And I think that that changes from time to time. You know, they might be in bed with a Republican one day and in bed with a Democrat another day. But for a very long period of time, it seems more like they've been in bed with the Democrats. And I'm saying this as a libertarian looking in from the outside. Um, it just doesn't seem right. So they had six days from the time that these files were discovered to notify the press for attorney uh, Merrick Garland, you know, for him to say, hey, we got an issue here. Biden's documents, too. Why are we finding this out? here in January of 2023, months later. And then we find out that for 24 hours, the people on the news were saying, well, this isn't like uh, Trump because Biden didn't have these files at his personal home. 
would you like to take the egg off your face during our commercial break? Because I think you're going to need to, because you have a ton of egg on your face for those that made that claim. Wow. Karma. (laughs) It always delivers every single time. This is absolutely phenomenal. Now, press secretary Karine Jean-Pierre said that Biden was surprised by the discovery of the documents. He did not know what was in them. Now, when Trump made these type of comments, the press absolutely skewered him. Will the press also skewer Biden for having these documents at his home and at his personal office? And then I don't know the law well enough to be able to comment on, can a vice president take these type of records? Trump is putting out statements that it's different because as president, he could declassify things. A vice president doesn't have that power. So therefore, it's a crime. Um, In both cases, whether it's Trump or Biden, for removing these type of documents, I do know the law states, it's up to 10 years imprisonment, possibly. Uh, So that is a uh, a big crime. I, I can promise you, none of them are going to be going to jail. So that's the first half of today's show. On the second half of today's show, there's a couple other interesting stories. One that I was following is the fact that they're scientists that seem to have figured out how to de-age mice. They can change the age of mice, they can make them older, or they can make them younger. And I want to talk about what I read regarding that story, because I, I call me crazy, but it all ties together with the past three years, mRNA, what we're doing with DNA, what we've been doing with CRISPR technology. It's all tied together and you're going to want to hear it. Now I could use your support on the show. Uh, if you go to my website, www.americaemboldened.com, uh, you know, I work really hard to bring you these shows every single day, Monday through Friday. I feel like I do a pretty good job of doing good shows for you. I think we have got a good relationship going on here. You, uh, growing audience. I appreciate you all. If you go to that website, you'll see that you have ways that you can support me. You can buy me a cup of coffee, right? If you want to donate, you know, $5, buy me a cup of coffee. That's perfectly fine, well, and good. There's also some sponsors for the show now as well. Uh, So if you go to my website, you can check that out. Before you even do that, though, America Out Loud Network that helps host the show has brought me on board with all the other great talent here. We have a ton of sponsors. And if you've heard on my show, the one sponsor I want to shout out to is the Genesis Fogger HOCL. Uh, You can get one. This is the time to do so. Germs are all around here in those winter months, and you can take care of all of that by treating your home. And if you go to www.genesisfogger.com backslash out loud, you're going to get a discount just because you listen to this great network. What an awesome thing. All right, everybody. So go do that. Help support my show at my website. Go to americaoutloud.com and go to the Genesis Fogger website and help support them. You guys all rock. We'll be right back in just a few moments. You're listening to America Emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Here we take on the challenges of our generation so that we can preserve future generations. AmericaOutloud.com seven amazing years we know that if america fails the world will fail it is incumbent upon us to carry the torch for liberty america out loud talk radio the liberty and justice for all 
We know you love the versatility and portability of the Genesis Fogger, but sometimes you just want to set it and forget it. Well, we heard you. Introducing the UX4 HOCL Atomizer. This stationary unit quietly protects you and is perfect for smaller spaces. With over a quarter million units sold in Japan, it's now available in the United States. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud to see the UX4 in action and receive a 15% discount on either Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you're ready for anything. Cold and flu season is here. Wouldn't it be great if you had a way to minimize airborne viral threats? Well, now there is, and it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray called Cofix RX. You might even say it's just what the doctor ordered. To reduce your chance of getting hurt, you wear a safety belt when you're driving. To limit sun damage, you wear sunscreen on the beach. Cofix RX is just like that. It's an additional layer of protection. It's sold by thousands of pharmacists and medical doctors nationwide. It's made right here in the USA. Again, it's a povidone iodine-based antiviral nasal spray. You've heard them talk about it here on the Outloud Network over and over again. Check out cofixrx.com. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com for a retailer near you or use coupon code OUTLOUD for 20% off at cofixrx.com. Welcome back, Bold Americans, to the second half of the show. So excited for you to stick around. Hope you had a good time here in the first half. I appreciate all of you. You can find me on Twitter, at RealGregBolden. That's correct. This community has been growing so fast, so quickly. The show is doing absolutely wonderful, and I'm thankful for all of you for being a part of it. So thank you for your time. I know that these podcasts, you only have so many hours in a day, things you can listen to. So whether you're listening to me at 1.5 speed, 2 speed, or you're listening to me at normal speed, just know that I respect that time. And I'm going to get straight into this next topic. All right. Did you know that they're taking mice and they're able to make them young again by about 50 to 75%? And now they're starting to theorize that they can get people to do the same. This blew my mind when I read the study and the research of what's going on right now. This was published in the journal Cell. All right. So if you want to check this out, I need to put that journal into uh, my article. So I'll make sure that I do that. But you can see this uh, whole study of loss of epigenetic information as a cause of mammalian aging. All right. So all mammals, what basically they're saying is, we lose this epigenetic information, meaning that as we get older, our DNA starts to almost break down and forget what makes us young, forget that information that helps repair our bodies in a positive way. All right. So what they're doing right now is they're looking at a way that they can fold DNA with uh, other type of cells in order to stimulate these type of stem cells into important tissue. And so when they did this in mice, they took blind mice, they took this folded DNA into the skin cell, they injected it into the back of the eye, then they gave the mice an antibiotic. Now the antibiotic acted as the catalyst for activating the DNA, which is phenomenal. And they said they don't have to use antibiotics. This is just what they used for their studies. And guess what happened to the mice eyes? That's right. They started the see again. Now they didn't get perfect vision, 
All right. This wasn't something where all of a sudden they had 20, 20 vision and the mice were cured, but they got back most of their vision. This is an absolute game changer. Now they have not figured out what the exact mechanism is that's causing this process, but they have photos of the mice that they're the exact same age and they can make the mice a year older or they can make the mice a year younger in appearance as well as their internal organs. And here's the really freaky thing. There's no limit on how many times they can do this treatment. The big thing that they were looking for, that they were concerned about, according to the study, and I'm paraphrasing everything. I'm going to quote some here in a few, but I just want to kind of paraphrase what I got. The big thing that they were uh, concerned about is normally when you start this de-aging process and set it back to zero with stem cells, it causes cancer, but the mice weren't dying of cancer. What they found out, in fact, was during this process of what they're doing through their years of research, they found it's actually only bringing them 50 to 75% back. So basically, if, if your body is uh, at the age of you know 50 or the body is the age of 75, uh, they can continue to regenerate you to be young again and cure you of what is helping to age your heart, your your eyes, whatever it may be, whatever is breaking down. And this is even if you're already old and have an illness. So if you're like 85 years old and you're in a nursing home right now, they have discovered the fountain of youth if they can make this work in humans. This is something that is almost frightening. Should we be playing God? Should we be setting back the hands of time? I mean, humans have always wanted to find the fountain of youth, right? And now, for the first time ever, we're starting to have all of these different tools to do things. What they find is the way that uh, this epigenetic behavior works, it's kind of like Alzheimer's. So in Alzheimer's, uh, parts of the brain start having uh, problems finding its way home. They start rewiring, you get lesions on the brain, and as a result, uh, it no longer works quite as well. Well... As a result here, the cells, they start, uh, what they the claim is they panic. And proteins that normally would control the genes get distracted and having to go somewhere from repairing the DNA because they don't know how to get back. So what they're teaching the cells to do is to talk again, to repair your DNA. Now, this is all part, if you guys want to look into it, I, I, I'm going to send an email out to him. The expert on all of this, the guy who was interviewed and is part of this study is David Sinclair. All right. But there's multiple doctors that are part of this that have a top billing. And I don't know how to say all their names, but uh, I'm going to try to give them credit because I think this is so big. Jai Hoon Yan, Matashi Hayano, Patrick Griffin, Andres Peffing, Louis Rajman, and David Sinclair. Plus there's some other authors, but they have the, the top building. So here's what they've highlighted. There's a cellular response to double-stranded DNA breaks in the epigenetic landscape. All right. So the loss of that information accelerates aging. Now they know that these changes are reversible with the epigenetic reprogramming. And they manipulate this and they can drive age forwards and backwards. 
pay attention to that. They can drive your age forwards and backwards. Is this interesting to you yet? Meaning you could be 25 years old and they could start to age you to be a 40 year old within two years. You could be 25 years old and in theory, they could make you a 12 year old as far as the health of your organs. I don't know what this means about appearances. Like, I don't know what this means about like, you know, would all of a sudden your skin start to tighten? Would you look, if I was, you know, if I'm in my forties, would I look like I'm in my twenties? I don't know how that is because they, they haven't been able to figure this out in humans, but in the mice, the mice look younger or they look older. It is freaky. You've got to check out this, this study as soon as you can. It's, it's in the content here on americaoutloud.com. I'm including it in. I'm also going to include in an article with it so that way you can get it on a more um, broken down level. I'm going to give you some quotes here. So you know it goes forwards and backwards, and I'm going to connect it all together with mRNA and kind of just some theories and speculations here of what I'm trying to figure out what's going on in science. All right, and I need a doctor to do this because I'm definitely not a doctor. All right, so they interviewed Sinclair, and he apparently has been working uh, in partnership with a bunch of different places, but they believe that aging is simply cellular loss of information. Okay, he says, we believe it's a loss of information, a loss in the cell's ability to read its original DNA so it forgets how to function. In much the same way, an old computer may develop corrupted software. I call it the information theory of aging. Now, Jay Hyun Yan, who's one of the research fellows at Sinclair Labs working with Sinclair, says that he expects when they are done with the findings, this will transform the way we view the process of aging and the way we approach the treatment of diseases associated with aging. Now, you can probably hear the excitement in my voice because this is really phenomenal uh, breakthrough type of stuff. Uh, don't mistake my excitement for being, yeah, we need to start to do this. Now, how did they get to where they are? So, apparently, while DNA can be viewed as the body's hardware, the epigenome is the software. All right, so our DNA is that, that hardware. Now, think about that statement. How many of my listeners have gone out to 23andMe, have gone out to Ancestry.com and given people their DNA? The DNA is your hardware. All right, that is your computer. That's your mainframe. The epigenome is your software. That's what's inside your body, what's being made. Now, the epigenes are these proteins and chemicals that are like freckles on a gene. All right. So just as your skin would have a couple freckles on it, you would have these epigenes that are sitting on top of each gene and they tell the gene, this little tiny freckle type thing, what to do, where it's to do it and when to do it. Now that information all comes from the national human genome research Institute. This means that the epigenome literally decides which genes it wants to turn off and which genes it wants to turn on. Mm. Now, we know that that process in society can be triggered by the environment. Things like smoking, things like uh, a chronic lack of sleep, uh, 
things like a bad diet. Now, the computer, if it gets corrupted, right, the cellular process is just like it. DNA becomes broken or damaged. And as a computer ages, it, it starts running less well. They are looking at a way to make our hardware work better by getting the epigenome to give a younger version of the firmware of human life. So this study started uh, when Sinclair was 39 years old. He's 53 now. That's how long he's been working on this. And like I said, they wanted to make sure they weren't causing mutations and they weren't causing cancer. And so they're, they're pretty clear now that they're not doing that. The process, <laughs> they were studying a mouse ever since. Same mouse. If I'm reading this correctly, they've been studying the exact same mouse since he was 39. And they've watched as they can get that mouse younger. And he says, if the theory of information aging was wrong, then we would either get a dead mouse or a normal mouse, an aging mouse or a mouse that had cancer. We got aging. They saw what they can do with aging. And so Sinclair and the team at Harvard have been working together uh, to age tissues in these mice, brain, eyes, the muscle, the skin, the kidneys of mice. And that's why I said, if this is something that's usable in humans, just imagine what that would look like to the human body. If all of a sudden, you know, you don't need Botox, like Hollywood, which Botox, I think, makes people look crazy. Sorry if you've had Botox and you're one of my listeners. I'm not trying to offend you. I just believe in living a natural life. Um, but you do you. I'm not judging. I'm just, that's not the look for me. Anyway, imagine though, those individuals that they take this type of treatment, it sounds like the skin would retighten. The skin would start to heal itself and would go back to a younger stage. Uh, who knows? Maybe this could work with bones, help to get bones to be better. Uh, I told you earlier on that they used antibiotics as a tool to kind of activate the chemical in this, and it started working. Uh, the cells would go back 50 to 75% of their original age. So if you're an 80-year-old and you're going back 50%, you would return back to about 40 years old uh, as far as which organ they're working on. They, they could cut the life back a half, but they can also do that to the future. Now, if this is developed, this is where we're going to theorize. If this is developed and I'm reading through this properly, all right, what's keeping them from weaponizing this? What's keeping people from weaponizing this in really crazy ways? What don't we know about this? As well as what are the good things that could become of it? What are the unintended consequences? You know, I just did a show about the Titanic and how we were so excited that we built this unsinkable ship, the arrogance factor, right? And here we are with the literal clock of aging at our fingertips with mice. And now all they have to do is crack that genome for humans. That is bizarre to me. But the one message that Sinclair gives that I think I want to share with everybody, he said, the message I can give is every day counts. How you live your life, even when you're in your teens and 20s, really matters, even decades later, because every day your clock is ticking. It reminds me of so many different musical artists, people that have used that. One of my favorite artists, Cake, 
uh, they had a song, as soon as you're born, you start dying. That was one of the lines in their song. And it's true. We have started dying the moment we take our first breath. So the food that we put into our bodies is very important. The sleep that we get, the stress that we put on ourselves, maybe hyperventilating, uh, maybe just maintaining basic muscle mass and not, you know, turning ourselves into something that's less than healthy, uh, causing our bodies to have uh, other inflammation types of problems. These are all things we can take care of every single day to help slow down the aging process. And that's not coming from me. That's coming from the guy who's the expert. Maybe, just maybe, we could give uh, you know our current president this. Slow down his aging because I'm pretty sure he's going to be too old to run for president. And if he's not too old for, to run for another term, then I'm also pretty sure that his garage will be the smoking gun for the reason why he's been taken out of the running. That's all I have for today. I hope that you guys have a great weekend. I hope you found both those stories as fascinating as I did. You guys, thank you so much. I hope I honored your time well. I talked about the top. Once again, make sure you go to americaoutloud.com. So many amazing, talented people on this network every single day doing some phenomenal research and shows for you. And then you can also head over to my website, americaemboldened.com. If you go to americaemboldened.com, there's plenty of links there for you as well. Things you get involved in. Um, and I appreciate your support. Feel free to reach out to me this weekend at Real Greg Bolden on Twitter. Coming up on a milestone on followers. And uh, when I hit that milestone, whoever is that person, I'm not going to say how many followers, but when I hit that milestone, there will be an America emboldened hoodie coming to somebody's house. That's right. We're going to find that person's address. We're going to ask, and you're going to get a free hoodie for the show, which by the way, I have on the website too. You can buy hoodies, you can get coffee mugs and t-shirts and all that other stuff. So thanks a lot, everybody. You've been listening to America emboldened with Greg Bolden on the America Out Loud Network. Be bold, America. Uh-huh.